This is Dr. Rob Harder with the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, making your world better. What does it take to be an effective nonprofit leader today? What are the biggest challenges? What are the biggest obstacles? How should nonprofits fundraise in an economy that is constantly changing? All of these reasons combined led me to start this show. And it's my hope that through this series, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear from effective leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy the show as together we hear how they are making their world better. Well, as we look back over this past year and a half, one of the biggest long-term impacts of the pandemic has been the impact on our kids, specifically on their learning and social emotional skills. With so many schools closing because of COVID, this created not only social isolation, but a significant learning gap for our children. One of the more creative responses to this challenge, however, has been a special project that was a result of multiple nonprofits and for-profits coming together to address this critical need. Here to talk about this unique response is Julia Levy and Michael Levine. Michael is the Senior Vice President of Learning and Impact for Noggin, Nickelodeon's interactive learning service for preschoolers. And Julia is the Executive Director of Sparkler, Noggin's nonprofit organization, which provides a mobile app and related learning services. Enjoy today's show. Well, Michael and Julie, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking time to be on the Nonprofit Podcast. As we reflect back over this last year and a half, what a long year and a half it's been. It seems clear, though, that one of the results of COVID has been preschools were shut down for so long. And it created not only social isolation, but significant learning gap for young children. And this happened at such a critical point in their development, right? There's a real and urgent need to address these issues. And you two have been involved with a special project that does just that. So I'd love for you to start off by telling a little bit about your partnership, the collaboration that's happened, because I think it's pretty exciting. So thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for having us on the show tonight, Rob. It's, it's great to be here. Noggin and Sparkler are partners on a new initiative called BigHeartWorld.org, which we will be describing, which is an effort to you know, really create exciting new resources for parents and teachers who are interested in making sure that this last 18 months of learning and social loss can be attenuated with educational materials and resources. It is powered by Noggin's music and creativity and really led by Sparkler Learning, which is our nonprofit ally, which Julie Levy leads innovation and partnership. This partnership began earlier as an initial response to COVID, which kind of evolved out of innovation and serendipity, I would say, which is the hallmark of many nonprofit and for-profit organizations. We initially saw that kids were going to need to stay home for, we thought, we hoped, we prayed for just a few months. And so we thought as a responsible steward of early education at Noggin and Nickelodeon that we ought to create free resources for everyone. So we immediately made Noggin available for free to everyone. And in addition to that, we reached out to our friends at Sparkle Learning and said, what can we do for kids who are going to be most vulnerable beyond those two months? And so together, we created a program called Noggin Cares, which identified almost 
three dozen partners representing really millions of children, Head Start to state education departments to save the children and United Way, where we would make Naga not only freely available to all of the children within their networks who are lower moderate income children, but we would also create a smart schedule and a range of different activities that the parents could do and the educators could do with children. And in that work, we were inspired by and guided by the wonderful work that Julia Levy and Sparkle Learning were doing. And I'll turn over to Julia to talk about how that initial sense of Noggin Cares being a corporate and a sort of social responsibility effort led to a deep partnership with our nonprofit partners at Sparkler to create something that was more enduring and that, you know, has been sustained to this day with, you know, the generous support of the Walton Family Foundation. Julia? Thanks, Michael. So we brought together this amazing coalition of partner organizations, all nonprofit organizations, and some were big, some were small. And one of the things that we learned from them as we, I mean, we started this work together really in March 2020 and right at the beginning. And as we kept working together, one of the things we learned was that parents' top concern and really many people, educators also, top concern was children's social emotional learning and not just, you know, are they learning their numbers? Are they learning their shapes? But what happens when kids are kept apart from one another? What happens when a child doesn't go to school for now a year and a half? And how can we support children and families? And how can we really make a positive impact at a crazy time for all of these people? And so we sort of did a 2.0 version of our initial work to create what's now Big Heart World, which is a effort focused entirely on the social emotional learning of young children. And we're trying to help parents, trying to help educators, and we're bringing together the many of the initial partners, but also other ones who have joined the party since then to try to both create content that's valuable to these people and also to share it out broadly through their networks of, of families and educators. Well, I'm really impressed again how you've already come together. You are collaborating and it really is for a good cause. I mean, child psychologists would say that outside of their home environment, kids do learn to develop social emotional skills, typically from interactions with friends, peers, and teachers. And as we said earlier, the shutdown of schools because of the pandemic, the ability for these kids to learn these skills was really, really hampered. So talk about a little bit more what your target group has been. You've already kind of touched on the edges of it, but one of the things I was really impressed with is that you really are striving to make this free because there are a lot of parents who rely on free early childhood education and programs. And often there's financial barriers when it comes to these high quality activities that fill the gap during the pandemic, right? And Sparkler and Noggin have been working really hard to expand this access to of all these learning resources to these low-income families. So how have you gone about getting the funding? I think it's always interesting for nonprofit leaders and my listeners to find out because funding is critical, right, for nonprofits. And what have been the results so far? Before we talk about the funding, let's let's talk about how we really did the research to identify the needs that you know parents and educators you know had. So we were obviously aware that kids were work, working you know with their parents at at home. They were they were learning with their parents at home, and that they needed other resources because many of the parents working at home really could not take care of their children. So the first thing that we did, I mentioned, was to make Noggin, which is a subscription service that's available 
to kids, mostly to work independently, but sometimes to co-learn and co-view with peers and their adults um, in their lives. So we made that available for free. And then we decided that we should be doing some research. We should be doing some research with educators. So we turned to a very successful, you know, high-performing charter school network called Apple Tree Institute, which is based in Washington, D.C. and also has affiliates in Texas and in New York City, who were really looking to have an at-home curriculum to complement what their educators could do via email. I mean, try educating a three-and-a-half or four-and-a-half-year-old online. It's not an easy thing to do. So Noggin and Sparkler together, Noggin with its direct-to-kid offering of wonderful games and songs and other you know, preschool you know, and school readiness activities and Sparkler Learning with its fantastic family support, family strengthening, let's do these kinds of activities together to learn together, activities blending together with the proven curriculum of Apple Tree Learning was the first thing that we started to do as kind of an R&D project. Over 50% of the thousand families that we were able to ask the survey research on, and we'll give your listeners a, a link to the survey findings, you know, that they can look at themselves, over half of the respondents in the survey said that their top priority in terms of kids returning after COVID to school and to community organizations was in the social and emotional learning domain. We knew that this was a likely response, and that's why we began to plan BigHeartWorld.org beginning last spring. But the findings from the Rutgers and New America study really put an accent point next to this pressing need. And Julia can tell you exactly what happened in terms of the outreach from the Walton Family Foundation earlier in 2021, where we began to scheme up this idea of the big heart world. Excellent. Yeah, Julia, tell us how that process went and where did you start and how did you grow it? Well, so we'd already been collaborating, as Michael just described on Noggin Cares, working with Apple Tree on this sort of three-part collaboration in this chain of amazing schools in um, DC and New York and Texas. And we had an inkling just because of early surveys and also just because of our experience with people that the social and emotional was going to be really pressing. And around the same time when we were really thinking about this, Michael got, got a call from the Walton Family Foundation and they were looking to support something in this realm of diving in in the in the midst of a global pandemic to help families with this issue. So we kind of came together, put our heads together, came up with a proposal and really put it together. It was your podcast guest, Rob Carol Stern, who gave me a call and said that Walton had an emergency response you know, to COVID. And it, in particular, this psychosocial dimension of how you know, kids were going to be impacted they had been making some investments in other rich media resources, including the wonderful work that Sesame Workshop had done and wanted to get word out as widely and with as many role models, such as our children's characters. I mean, there's nobody like, you know, Peppa Pig and Paw Patrol and Dora, and, you know, right? All the children's characters who have a lot, a lot of persuasive value. Um, the social science behind the role models that children's characters can be. So I think that Walton very wisely, along with other philanthropic you know, organizations, were looking 
at media organizations to do more. And so Julia was in position to really activate on this vision. That's perfect. Well, and then it sounds like Big Heart World, you've already mentioned, was the result of your partnership. For my listeners, maybe let's go into a little bit more. It's a music-based approach, as I understand, as you said, to social emotional development. And through this partnership, Noggin's Big Heart Beats album, and they're going to have some notable artists. So I'll kind of get a little teaser there. Uh, They haven't listed them yet, but it's going to be some great high. You will recognize these artists once they get these locked in. There'll be music videos, many learning-based activities with popular Noggin characters, as you were just kind of mentioning, Michael. Could you talk more about that, uh, all the things you're offering through this bigheartworld.org. I'm going to say one thing before Julia gives you the full rundown. So what was it about music? Well, it was a couple of things. You know, one is the capacity to use music to entertain and engage multiple generations, of course, is powerful. So could we appeal not only to the children, but to the children's caregivers? That was number one. Number two, We noticed through our own research, sort of our internal numbers, kind of the two-edged sword of COVID in the sense of we're a media company and, of course, there's more demand for our services, which is wonderful. But as child development experts and really, you know, quite knowledgeable about the daily dose and how much is too much, we were really concerned that children are spending too much time on platforms and on, you know, apps. Um, Julia, you can talk a little bit about what else is on the platform. Love that background. No, thank you. Yeah, go for it, Julia. So each month of the campaign is about a theme. And so we started with identity and belonging, and then we have done things like feelings and friendship. And now we're looking at interpersonal relationships and problem solving. And each month we are releasing a song, a music video that's original from Noggin, from these amazing artists, some emerging, some more established. And they include these whole new set of characters who Michael can talk more about, who represent just all sorts of different kids with different backgrounds and needs and looks and everything. And In addition to that, we're creating a whole new group of content, pulling together both original content that we're developing as part of this effort and also amazing contributions from some of the partners that we've gathered up. And so, for example, around each of the songs, we have um, activities that parents can play with their children to learn about the lyrics. We have, you know, coloring activities that children can do to explore the lyrics, but also really dive into them, like really understand who am I and color pictures and do activities that will help them to learn something together with their parents. And we've also developed a whole set of activities that parents can use with their children from the time they're babies up through elementary school. We'll be right back. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to the Nonprofit Leadership Podcast. If this is your first time listening to us, I want to make sure you're aware of a whole group of other episodes with fascinating guests that I previously interviewed. Just go to our website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. There you'll find numerous interviews of nonprofit leaders from all over the country and even from different countries, all trying to make their world better. I also want to encourage you to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. This will help us get this great content out to more nonprofit leaders just like you. Now, finally, if you want to get my monthly email update that contains more resources in addition to these episodes, it's really easy. Just go to my website at nonprofitleadershippodcast.org and simply type your email address in the top right-hand box, and you'll be added to our monthly email update. 
And this way you'll never miss any of the interviews or extra content from this show. And if you have any questions or comments, do not hesitate to email me. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. I'm really glad you mentioned that, and, and I'll get to give you a second here to respond, Julia. One of the things I, I saw in the, the notes before the interview, and now you've really emphasized it more, is the partnerships that you've been successful in putting together. I know from nonprofit leaders, that is so critical to expand your impact and to grow your impact. Really, at the end of the day, you need to partner. And not just with other nonprofit partners, but also for-profit partners. And I love how you've done that. I do think there may be a model here that you can explore more and more people can contact you, which we're going to give an opportunity for people at the end to get your contact information. Um, So talk about that. Like, Talk a little bit more specifically of how you develop those partnerships. What do you do that points to the success you've had so far with this project? Just on the partnerships, I think that one other that I wanted to highlight was the partnership that we have done with. Too Small to Fail and the Laundry Cares Foundation, where we've created a series of 10 posters, five in English, five in Spanish, that highlighted activities to help parents grow their kids' hearts while doing the laundry together and sent them out to over a hundred different laundromats across the country. And they feature, so they feature content from Big Heart, they feature the characters from Noggin. And it was this amazing thing that came together because of this effort. And it's really, I mean, I give so much credit to these other organizations that really just jumped. I mean, they weren't asking for anything. They just were like, let how can we figure out how to collaborate to help more people to get these messages to more families who need them. And so it was called Loads of Summer Love. So all summer there were posters up in laundromats across the country. And I think that's, that's just so one cool. example. Really it's, cool. it's so neat, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's just one example of how, I mean, all these organizations want to help and everybody's been so creative and giving and really collaborative in coming together and figuring out how they can make and share content as part of this effort. Yeah. I I mean, it's really, Julia, just to tack onto that for a second, these everyday moments are something that will help us build the impact of Big Heart World. And to your listeners, we haven't really gated the participation in BigHeartWorld.org. It's its an experiment still in its evolutionary stage. We're about five months into it and hoping to make it a resource that will be a more permanent resource if Julia agrees to continue to lead it. But I wanted to say something about, we're not gating in terms of you know, re- recruiting partners, but there was an intentionality to how we recruited the partners. And I'll start, and I'm sure that Julia want to continue. We were looking at organizations that had science behind them, evidence behind them that there was research or they were sort of based on science, you know, in the social emotional development realm. We obviously are looking at the field leaders in this area, the CASEL organization, the Consortium for Associated Emotional Learning, which, you know, sets standards for SEL, you know, learning, you know, across the states. We were also extremely interested in organizations that had reach from the Head Start Association to First Book to Start Early, you know, other earlier known as the Amnesty Prevention Fund to, you know, a number of different, you know, high profile organizations in this field. So reach was a second factor. And then impact was a third factor. Are these organizations actually effective 
Do they have research behind them in terms of serving real clients and real kids in need? Well, Noggin is a subscription service that serves the broad swath of Americans and also you know, globally, we have you know, a Noggin you know, platform that goes around the world. We wanted with this partnership with Sparkler Learning to really prioritize kids in need. As I suggested at the outset, this is part of the work that we're doing for Noggin Cares. And so, you know, Sparkler itself is a research-based, you know, family strengthening organization. And we thought that, you know, it kind of signaled the kind of organization that we wanted to build partnerships with. I love that. Thanks for giving some specifics because I do think a lot of my listeners, they really want to know the nuts and bolts. How did you do it? How did you go about it? You've obviously been successful. And what I love about this, in many ways, you've got this, the media company and other you know connections that you have with this nonprofit side to things. And I think I've had like Carol from the Walton Foundation and other people on the show that I think is some of the big issues that we're facing, whether it be early childhood education to healthcare to, of course, social justice issues. These are such big issues. We've got to work together. In other words, it can't just be the for-profit sector or just the nonprofit sector or just the government sector. We all need to work together. And I love how you've done that. I'm curious along the way, what surprised you the most with this experience? Uh, Like what were the biggest barriers you've encountered as you've tried to go about building this coalition? I was saying before, Rob, that I'm surprised by how hungry people are for new media forms, you know, the rise of podcasts during this period and the really remarkable work, Julia undersold the power of little kids, you know, big hearts. It's the children's voices come through in a way that's very, very powerful there. So podcasts and music and things that may be related to screens or may be related to, you know, media creative production, but which really are super engaging and evidence-based. Like, I think that that's you know, like a big surprise how excited and hungry people are for that. I think I mentioned before the second surprise for me, and again, this is a work in progress. We have not succeeded in you know meeting all of our you know metrics in terms of building this into as big a, a site as we would like it to be. But the lack of any comparable sites or resources, the fact that there are a lot of social emotional learning resources and. People are adding new important things every day, every month. But the fact that there isn't this kind of aggregator or consolidator site, that there really was you know, a need here. Lots and lots of organizations, including Common Sense Media, jumped into the fray on learning loss, you know, the wideopenschool.org effort early during COVID, but nobody had done this on SEL. And we're trying, you know, not fully successful yet, but to weave these different resources together successfully. And, you know, I would just say the biggest, you know, barrier that's kind of, it's not really a surprise, but it it's always harder than you expect is, you know, getting the kind of promotion and media support that we need for, you know, you, you viewed the site your, yourself. This is chock full of A plus resources. And, you know, when you have a new site, it takes a while. You need to, you need to advertise it. You need to promote it. You need to, you know, get lots of, you know, partners to to talk about it. And so, you know, one of the reasons why we're excited about this podcast is that we need more attention to bigheartworld.org. But Julia, what what do you think the biggest surprises are? Thank you, Michael. It's great. Yeah, Julia, go ahead. That's all great. I mean, I would say yes to everything. I've also, I mean, on, on the more, on positive end, I've been surprised at how 
interested people are in some of these things. Like Michael mentioned that we created this quiz where parents answer 10 questions around their children's um, social emotional learning, you know, about friendship and back to school and all that and get a custom guide, a little a packet of activities they can play together with their children to work on this on the needs they identified. And we've had hundreds and hundreds. I mean, it might be a thousand by now. Parents answer this quiz, get their little packet, go off and play and even write us notes and questions and really get engaged. And it's not millions like we might like, but there's been a lot of interest and it's, it's, it's encouraging in a world where we all know how divided people's attention is and how much there is going on for a parent and the fact that people are engaging with this content in the way that they are is really kind of a pleasant surprise. And I would say another pleasant surprise is the partnerships that we've developed and how willing so many of these partners are to create these neat collaborations together. Michael mentioned collaboration, the music times that we're doing with the National Head Start Association. It's amazing. It's this monthly music class where it's a live music instruction by these amazing musicians and educators for children who might not ordinarily get a live music class by amazing talent. That's incredible. Just that alone is incredible. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, I really like that. And and I think I wanted to ask from all that you've been doing so far, kind of broad strokes now, what do you anticipate to be the most significant needs that young kids in our country are going to have to face this year and into the next? What are, what are you kind of sensing with all the work you've been doing? Well, if you, I mean, I guess if their parents are right and asking the right questions, we're getting a lot of questions around making friends and transitions, you know, transition from one thing to another and uncertainty, a lot of questions around uncertainty, fear and new fears and everything that all of us kids and adults are experiencing as a result of this pandemic kids are feeling. And I think that if you think about it, if you're, if you're three, this has been most of you, I mean, half of your life. And so this is what you know. Obviously, kids are very resilient and kids are, we all hope that everybody's going to be okay, but it's going to be a hard time for all of us to figure out, I mean, what's actually happened and then how can all of us work together to support children's needs in the next few few years. Yeah, I think you started with, I totally agree with Julia, that the only thing that's certain now is the uncertainty in front of us. Kids and families have been remarkably resilient, Rob. They have done in extraordinary, unprecedented times a remarkable job by and large. And so I think that we all need to recognize this level of resiliency. I mean, obviously, it's easier to be resilient when the family is employed and the family has resources and all of that that we know. One of the reasons why we started, you know, Noggin Cares and BigHeartWorld.org was because we knew that lots of lots and lots of families were hurting. Every family was hurting, but some families were hurting more. So into this uncertainty, we just decided that there needed to be a generosity of spirit. And that as we kind of, you know, move forward now, we need to be monitoring and light on our feet as both, you know, nonprofit and for-profit partners here to anticipate what is expected and what is unexpected. So what's expected? Kids are going back to school all over the country right now. There will be disruptions around the transitions. 
There will be routines that are broken in terms of things that have been built up. As Julie just mentioned, I mean, a lot of the kids have spent half their time or a third of their time, you know, at home. So learning the routine of going back to school, learning when to go to sleep, learning that there are screen time limits, learning that one needs to eat in another setting, learning how to use masks, learning to resolve conflicts creatively, (laughs) not with violence. These are all things that kids typically need to learn when they go back to school, whether it's, you know, preschool, kindergarten, or childcare. But these are, you know, going to be in a different setting now. And so kids are going to have difficulties. Some kids are going to melt. Some parents are going to feel even more stressed than they have during this period of time. And what can we do about it? I think that's the question that we all need to be, you know, asking ourselves. And then I think finally, what are the innovations that will stick? What are the lessons learned that will stick from the last 18 months? Well, we've all gotten to know our children better. Yeah. What could be better well than that? Mm-hmm. I mean, we love them dearly and, and, and unconditionally. And now we know more about everything that I just mentioned, their vulnerabilities and their strengths. So what can we do with that asset? We know our teachers and our caregivers better. We may be more sympathetic to the conditions under which they're working. We may be less sympathetic, but we need to deal with that. So these are things that we can anticipate. What we can't anticipate is another strain of the virus, a delay in the vaccine. You know, these are the sorts of things that we need to be able to say to not only our parents and our caregivers, our teachers, but to our children themselves that we've made it through the 18 months. We're going to make it through whatever life and the vaccine and serendipity serves up to us. Well, well said. Well, I have a feeling my listeners are going to want to get in touch with you, learn more about it. I really believe you are doing some cutting edge work in this space. And so what is the best way for them to contact you and learn a little bit more about this wonderful initiative? Everybody should visit bigheartworld.org and you'll find on the contact us page a easy way to get in touch if you have questions or want to talk more about what we've, what we've been discussing today. And bigheartworld.org on, on Twitter and uh, Noggin Kids on Twitter and Instagram. And if anyone wants to be in touch with, with me, they can send me an email at michael at noggin.com and I'll get it and I'll get back to you. I answer all of my emails. If anybody wants to reach out to Sparkler, they can reach me at juliet.playsparkler.org. Well, truly, it's been a fascinating conversation. Love what you're doing. Can't wait to hear when it gets more rolled out and you're able to talk about the artists involved. But thank you for spending time to be on the podcast. My hope is the word gets out even more through the podcast. And again, thanks for what you're doing to really provide this access to kids across the country. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having us. Hey, friends, I wanted you to know that this podcast can be found on both iTunes and Spotify. If you're wondering how to find it, just type in the words Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, and this podcast should show up. We also encourage you, when you go on iTunes, let us know what you think. Give us a review. Give us a rating. We would love to hear what you think of this podcast, and your feedback will help expand this podcast to get it out to as many people as possible. You can also find other resources and interviews of past guests on my website, nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. Again, that website is non nonprofitleadershippodcast.org. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, keep making your world better.